Test, test, test. Okay. Um, I appreciate the invitation to come down and talk to y'all. I'm from Indianapolis. Grew up on a little farm in southern Indiana. Uh, can't remember not working, for those of you who in the farming industry. Uh, first memory of, far, uh, of working was when I was three. Didn't get paid till I was 11. It's child labor laws, right? Yeah. Yeah, for some reason they don't apply in farm. Uh, my first paying job was as a, a surveyor's helper when I was 11. Made 75 cents an hour. It was big money, a lot of money. I'm 64 years old. I uh, have a wife, two children, six grandchildren. They all live within 20 minutes of us. That's why I'm still living in Indianapolis. <clears throat> I came up through the trades. And by trade, I'm a concrete finisher and an iron worker. Spent 15 years traveling all over the eastern half of the United States. Not an electrician. Wasn't ever smart enough to become an electrician. But I currently have about 30 electricians as clients. I have 150 clients nationally, electrical or contractor clients. I'm a member of IEC in Indiana and on the board of directors. I'm also a member of four ABC chapters, one in Indiana, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, and New Mexico. I work with 40 ABC chapters nationally, and I work about 40 to 45 weeks a year. My areas of expertise, if I have them, are in productivity improvement, waste reduction, communication leadership, and foreman training. And those are the things that I, those are the things that I do. That's the passion that I have are those, those five things. Most of the folks that I work with are folks that come up through the field, work with their hands and tools, and are normally forced into or volunteered into leadership positions. Crew leader, foreman, field supervisor. Those are the folks that I work with. I normally work with between 600 and 1,000 of those people every year. I'm going to talk to you about a couple of subjects today that are near and dear to my heart. First of all, productivity is up or down in the construction industry in the last 45 years. Actually, productivity in the construction industry is down 25% since 1992. 25% since 1992. Individual labor productivity is down 25% since 1992. If you wonder why you're having trouble making money, that's one of the reasons. 
The other reason is quite simply this. Most people in our industry have a budget attitude. Budget attitude says this. That if you bring a job in on or under budget, that's a good thing. That's acceptable. That's what we expect. On or under budget. That's what we expect. Why would you get upset with your people for doing what you ask them to do? To me, that doesn't make sense. Budget attitude really tells everybody without really saying it that budget, bringing a job in on or under budget is what we ask them to do. I can tell you with the folks that I work with, the 150 different contractor clients that I work with nationally, 30 of which are electrical contractors, that budget attitude stinks. It will not make you money today or probably for the next two years. Maybe it was okay four years or five years or six years ago. I don't know if you're happy with the profit margins that you were making. That's great. Budget attitude is a problem. Forty years ago, I heard a man talk, and he talked about a profit attitude. He talked about making money was a good thing. It was a very good thing. I assume that all of you all are for-profit companies and not not-for-profit companies. So making money is a good thing. So if you tell your people that being on or under budget is okay, how can you expect them to do anything more than they're already doing? For me, profit attitude is the thing that I like. Profit attitude, which says basically that the role of any construction company is to be and remain in business. I don't care what your mission statement says, if you have one. I'm assuming that you do. But if your mission statement doesn't really say anything about making money, earning profit, how can you do the other things that you want to do if at first you don't make a profit? How can you do that? I'm not sure that you can. Profits become kind of a dirty word in our country today. It has over the last 20 or 30 years. In fact, I've got some clients right now that are almost ashamed to admit that they made any money. They don't like to say that they made money. To me, being in business is about making money. 
If you don't make money in business, why be in business? Why take the risk? Profit attitude says this. It's the logical extension of what I call making money in the construction business. Who makes the money in your business? Where is the money made in your business? It's made in the office or in the field? right. Field guys get a check every week. Until they don't get one, right? I believe that the money's made or lost in the field. I've been in the office. I've worked in the office. I've owned two very successful construction companies. Very successful. I understand what it takes to make money. And I, as sitting in the office, I never made a dime. I put my people in positions to make money, but I myself never made a dime working in the office. And for those of you who take offense to that, I, I'm sorry. In fact, I've got a client down in Mississippi that calls all the folks that work in the office profit suckers. <laughs> and they call themselves profit suckers. That's their culture. They have what I call a profit culture. Now, some of you all are probably not going to want to hear this, but is anybody in here happy with the results so far this year in terms of your profit margins, in terms of your profitability? Anybody really happy about it? Could be better. Profit attitude and profit cultures. Profit attitude is the attitude, the approach that your people have, the approach that your people take. Why if they don't, if you never teach them about profit attitude, why would you expect them to have a profit attitude? They have budget attitude. Almost every company that I've ever worked with, I go out and I talk to the people in the field and I say, why are you out here? If you're running work, why are you out here? Stay on budget, head a schedule, bring the job in with a certain amount of quality and don't get anybody hurt. Right? That's what we tell our people. We neglect to tell them that part of their job is earning a profit for the company. Profit attitude is, comes in here. It's in here and up here. We wonder why our people today in the field, we wonder why they don't get it. How can they get it if they're never taught to get it? profit culture. It's a logical extension of the profit attitude which says that 
in order to be, be and remain in business, every company has to earn a profit. That's the first thing that has to happen. Would you be surprised to know that several different organizations, large organizations who study the construction industry, predict that 50 to 60% of the contractors in business today will not be in business two years from now? Does that surprise any of you? That 50 to 60% of the companies excluding residential contractors who are in business today will not be in business two years from now. I think that's kind of sobering. I think that is a statistic, and I'm not big into statistics, but I think that's a statistic that is worth looking at and thinking about. And I think that the reason that the majority of those companies that go out of business in the next two years will go out of business based upon one thing and one thing only, and that's that they have budget cultures within their companies and not profit cultures. That their people are rewarded for being on or under budget. If I give you the choice of being on or under budget and I say it's okay, either one's okay, what do you think that the average guy who's running work in the field will tell me that he's going to do? On or under budget? On. If I give you 100 hours to do a job and tell you that it's okay if you're on or under budget, what's that job going to take? More than likely, it's going to take 100 hours. Work expands to fill the time available. That's the budget culture. Now, some people say, well, Mike, do you mean that the profit culture is that if they gave them 100, that they ought to tell them 90? No, that's not what I mean. What you ought to tell them is that if for some reason they can't understand that part of their job is to make the company money, that they may have to start looking for another job with another company in the near future. That's part of what it takes to develop the budget, uh, uh, the profit attitude. The man that I heard talk about it said that there were five factors involved in developing a profit attitude. First one is that you've got to want to earn a profit. How many of your people want to earn a profit today? How many of your people want to earn a profit? Probably everybody in this room wants to earn a profit, but how many of your people want to earn a profit? Second thing, desire. You've got a desire to earn a profit. You've got to believe that you can earn a profit. Where does desire and belief come from? Is it internal or external? 
to me it's internal. To me it's internal. It has to start inside. And most of the people that I work with today have never really got that. They don't understand that because nobody's ever bothered to explain it to them. I find that most people, when I explain to them why, they'll do it. People work for two reasons. They work out of compliance because they have to or because they want to. Where do you think you get the best productivity? The want to. People will always wonder why you ask them to do something. They may not say it, but they'll always ask, they'll always wonder why. In our industry, they'll never say that to you. They'll never say it more than once or twice because the answer that they usually get when they ask the question why is what? Because I said so. Because that's the way we've always done it. That's the, that, and that's what I get. I work with these people. I understand them. I'm not so far removed from working in the field myself. I go out on two, three job sites every week if I can, somewhere in the United States. And I watch, I sit, I listen to people talk. Most all the people that I've ever heard talk have a budget attitude. Profit culture. Culture is a company thing. Companies have different cultures. Most owners that I talk to when I say, tell me a little bit about your company. You know what the first thing they tell me is? First thing. Most owners will tell me how big their company is. I'm a $5 million a year. I'm a $10 million. I'm a $100 million. I got one client that very proudly told me $1.2 billion a year. That's what we do in revenue. Very few people come up and say, I made a ton of money last year. Very few people will tell me that. Culture is about what, a, what the owners and the upper management of companies want that company to look like. Very few companies have a, a profit culture. I come from a company, my last real job ended in 1999. I tell folks that I was there 10 years. My last real job, I sold out. Made a ton of money. I'm proud of it. Well, ended in 1999. Our company, our people had profit attitudes and our company had a profit culture. Now, I know y'all are writing stuff down, but what I want you to do is, before we end up, there's some stuff at the end of the, as you leave, some, some narrative information about the budget attitude and the profit attitude and a profit culture.
I can't explain it all to you in 15, 20 minutes. It took us years and years and years to develop that. It took us three years to develop profit attitudes in our people. It took us another year and a half to develop a profit culture within our company. We went through a recession. I've been through the recessions of the 70s, 80s, 90s, and 2000. I've been through the recessions. Lost my butt in the recession of the 80s. Did all the wrong things. Early 90s. Did a great job during that recession. Very proud of that. Profit. attitude, profit, culture. Efficient and effective. Efficient and effective. You can be efficient without being effective. But you can't be effective without being efficient. The one thing that is going to determine how much better you get, how much more profit you earn, is how productive your labor is in the field. One single thing. Within a seven-year period of time, our company increased our labor productivity by 30%. Significant? How would you like to compete against a company that was 30% more productive than you all are? Than your company? 30%. It happened not by wishing and hoping, but it happened by basically training people. And that's what I do for companies. Efficient and effective. You can be efficient, but that doesn't necessarily mean you're effective. Quick story. Client of mine, northern Indiana, largest roofing contractor in the state of Indiana. Gets a call from a client. <clears throat> client that's got 30-some buildings that he takes care of, says, long story short, need a roof on this building. Need it done as soon as possible. Don't care what it costs. <coughs> building's in Fort Wayne, Indiana. The contractor's in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Only question that the, the, the only question that the client asked my client was, how soon can you get it done? After some discussion, seven days. We'll have it done in seven days complete. But we have to work We have to work 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We have to put lights. We have to send trucks up to Michigan to get the fabric. Don't care. Don't care. Don't care. Get it done. Six days later, roof's on the building. Two days later, the CEO of Lincoln Financial 
out of Philadelphia calls my client and says, Mr. So-and-so, I am the CEO of Lincoln National, and I just wanted to, or Lincoln Financial, it used to be Lincoln National, just wanted to congratulate you on the job that you, your company did. It was done very professionally. We're very happy with the results. They look great. I've seen pictures of it. People on the ground said that your folks cleaned everything up, can't even tell you were there except there's a brand new roof on the... And, 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 and we're just, we couldn't be any happier. We just got one little problem. It's the wrong building. It's $250,000 roofing job, wrong building. In order to be effective, you have to do the right thing in the right way at the right time in the right place. Now, if you miss one of those, you can be efficient. They did the right thing in the right way in the right time. Not the right place. The address of the building they were supposed to do was 248 4th Street. They did 824 4th Street. Just so happened that Lincoln National owned both of those buildings. One guy on the crew said, you know, I knew it. I, knew, I thought it was kind of funny. We just did some repair on that building not a year ago, and now we're tearing the building, and now we're putting a new roof on it. I, I, of course, he didn't say anything. Efficient and effective. We are all very, are trying to be very efficient, but very few of us try to be very effective. If I could give you one piece of advice, effective comes from preparation. We talk about it all the time. We talk to death, planning, organizing, scheduling. We talk about it all the time. Effective, effective, effective. To me, 70% of the job, any job, is in the preparation. 30% is in the execution. But we have, in our industry, we have this mentality. Larry the cable guy, get her done. That's the mentality that we have, and that's what we do because that's, what, that's who we are inside. That's who we are. That's who I am inside. I'm a get-her-done kind of guy. I don't want to sit around and prepare. I don't want to sit around and think about all the stuff. I just want to get out there and dig some dirt, throw some iron up. I want to do something. I don't want to prepare. Your people don't want to prepare either. It's the last thing in the world they want to do the very last thing they want to do. But in order to be effective, you have to do the preparation. You have to do it. I'm going to close by talking about a topic that is near and dear to my heart, and that's maximizing employee productivity. It takes three things for an employee to be at his absolute best, at his absolute most effective, at his absolute most productive. He has to be connected to the company that he works for. Number one, connected. 
Number two, he has to be engaged with that company. And number three, he has to be involved in that company. And that is a progression. That's a progression. If you never get employees connected, they will never be as productive as they could potentially be. Connected, engaged, and involved. I believe that with all my heart. With all the thousands of people that I work with, over the last 10 years. That's the one thing that I find. The one either positive or negative feature that I find when I, when I interview people who work for companies. They're either involved in the company or they're not involved. They either feel as though the company is their company, even though it isn't their company. They may not have ownership, but inside they have ownership, involved. Or they don't. And if they don't, believe me, they're going to be there for this. They're going to be there for the money. And we have too many folks in our industry today that are here for the money. And not nearly enough of them who are connected, engaged, and involved. Whose job is it to get employees connected, engaged, and involved? Is it the employee's job? Or is it management's job? It's the company's job. Part of the profit culture is become, getting your people connected, engaged, and involved. I have literally hundreds of stories about young people who become connected, engaged, and involved. I have a client up in Pennsylvania who calls this, I want my people to bleed green. This company colors are green. That's how he knows if he's got the right person. When they bleed green, he knows that they're connected, engaged, and involved. You've got employees, every one of you got employees like that where it's not about the money, it's about the feeling of ownership that they have. Connected, engaged, and involved. Profit attitude, budget attitude. You're either going to have one or the other. There's really no in-between. You may have profit attitudes in this room, but do your people have profit attitude? Do they have? If they don't, it is your responsibility to make sure that they do learn about profit attitude. Budget culture, crisis culture, volume culture, service culture, understand all those. But the culture that's going to be successful going forward in our industry is going to be the profit culture. That's the culture that's going to be successful. Effective and efficient. Effective people, right thing, right time, right way, right place. And most productive employees, connected, engaged, and involved. We went through this kind of quick. I understand that. 
I can be reached through the chapter here. I can be reached through the IEC in Indiana. My name and contact information is on the paper as you leave. I'm not looking for clients. I've got 150 of them. But I don't ever turn anybody away if they're serious. But don't contact me if you're not serious. I appreciate again the opportunity to come and share some things with you. And uh, Niall, thank you. Todd, thank you. Niall, thank you.